0: This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. It is the last day of spring break for people who get such a thing. And with me in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studios, Heim Goodman Strass. Are you having a good Friday so far? I'm having a great time. That's great. Uh, and with us again, oh, first, Todd, uh, Todd Taylor, who is working on his MFA in drama at the University of Arkansas.
1: That's right. Hey, Kyle.
0: And we'll be back with you in just a second, Todd. I, I'm a bit rude. We're, we're going to tell
2: you that the solution to last week's puzzle. Yeah, on an, uh, couple of weeks. Next
1: week okay. I'm going to be at the
2: Gathering for Gardner and Okay. little right. we'll Twitter from there, I expect. Okay. So that's
0: coming up in a couple of weeks, but we have not abandoned our math roots here. Not at all. Because
2: Todd wrote a play that you saw on the University of Arkansas campus. Right. On the uh, Newton and Leibniz rivalry over the invention of calculus, which is yeah. a great play. Very, I, I learned quite a bit watching well, it. That's a high compliment. That,
0: so, so what was the impetus for the play?
1: Uh, the impetus was my dad, who was a mathematician, now retired for 40 years at a small college in uh, North Carolina where I'm from, actually wrote a play based on the, the calculus dispute, priority dispute, uh, maybe 10 years ago. And he knew that I had had some training and was interested in drama and asked me to fix it, rewrite it. And I looked at it, and it was sort of uh, the type of play that looked like it had been written by a math professor. In other words, it it didn't... Marvelous,
2: in other words. Well, it was full
1: of great information, uh, but it wasn't really dramatic. And uh, so what I told him was, I'm convinced that this story, it could be a great play. I don't think I can fix yours. I'll write this play someday. And so then once I got into this program and had to start cranking out plays, I thought, okay, time to fulfill that promise. And so that's what I did.
2: So it's a fascinating story, but I bet many of our listeners really have no idea what it is. So in a nutshell.
1: Nutshell. Okay. Uh, So we all know who Isaac Newton is. Uh, You may or may not know who Gottfried Leibniz is, who was sort of a superstar of philosophy in his own time. Uh, Newton being a very sort of Strange bird and very secretive and reclusive invented calculus and then didn't tell anybody. And then uh, several years later, this guy in Germany, Godfrey Leighton, has independently invented calculus and said, Hey, look what I've got. I've got calculus. And then Newton sort of came out of the shadows uh, and said, No, I had that first. And it sort of simmered and didn't go anywhere for a while. And then there were exchange, uh, uh, counter-accusations. You stole it from me. I stole it from you. Anyway, it ends up getting hashed out uh, in front of the Royal Society, which was sort of controlled by Newton as the president. Leibniz mm-hmm. loses and ends up sort of on the scrap heap of history a little huh. bit, even though he's, his philosophy is still important uh, as a rationalist. But, yeah, Newton's victory was seemed very decisive and total at the time.
0: Newton was – what we would now say a household name, right? At the time, he was kind of a superstar?
1: Absolutely. I mean, he, he by the time, of the end of the play, his view of the physical universe sort of dominates at every university. He's just, you know, he's it.
0: And Leibniz at the time?
1: Uh, Leibniz was sort of the last rationalist to come from the school of Descartes, and he wasn't as fast as newton to say look i'm just going to do the experiment and i don't care what i don't have i don't want to try to fit it into some theory i'm going to start at the bottom build the evidence sort of the and and that's when the empiricists like Locke and right. uh, those guys were starting to come on the scene and and the rationalism was sort of fading um i'm sorry what was your question it was about well
0: that. just was he i mean newton was this sort of for lack of a, a a better term the rock star of the time the 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 well known in Leibniz was Leibniz
1: in his own time was too okay. i mean he 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 invented a very impressive calculating machine that could add subtract multiply and divide he was also a real polymath he was he had his fingers in you know studying biology and linguistics and just ev- i mean everything that you could name he, he sort of had hat. his finger in yeah and so, in his own time, he was very much celebrated and then, as the centuries passed, he sort of receded and and newton 's prominence only grew so well,
2: Leibniz has some odd things that are just took a long time to come to fruition, like he invented binary numbers, for example, huh. which is pretty cool so
1: yeah, and you were mentioning the uh, the some, theory of computation. Yeah. some of those guys are starting to reevaluate his ideas, and one thing I did sort of fit into the play uh, they they had a They never met in person, Leibniz and Newton, which is an interesting facet of their confrontation. Um, And at the end of the play, I actually sort of, in a sort of dream sequence, put them together and allow allow them to have that because that's what you can do in theater. Um, But yeah, in their own time, they they never met.
0: Huh. So what's the future? I mean, this was now, Haim, You saw this. Was this a stage reading? No,
1: it was a fully realized uh, production in Studio 404, okay. so we had uh, a lighting design, which was important just because it moves back and forth between these two worlds in Britain and uh, in Germany and is a little hard to keep track of. I don't know. I, uh, I'm still getting feedback on how well people are able to follow the way it moves through 50 years. Oh, I and mean, It really fine. spans a long time. Yeah. I had no trouble.
2: Oh but also one of the centerpieces of the play i have to say is uh kind of amazing it's an actual uh calculus lesson really and, and that i i was you know really impressed that all these sort of you know liberal arts majors <laughs> seemed to really be enjoying it and commenting afterwards about that you know so maybe it's the context you know
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I was most interested in getting feedback on. And there were, as you said, some liberal arts majors said, I don't like math, but I I was able to follow it. I enjoyed that scene. I think some more people that were a little more reticent came up to me privately and said, you know, I got lost. I Uh I couldn't follow it, but I still stayed connected to the scene because Mm -hmm. I could sort of feel her excitement. And Mm -hmm. uh, the scene still worked for me, even though I did get a little bit lost with the math. And that was something that I really wanted to get in there because I, I didn't, I didn't want it to be just an abstraction. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to get people excited about, hey, he invented calculus. Well, what is it? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. sort of an abstraction right. to me. And I, and I really wanted to get a little bit of sort of what it does, what it is, without having a full-fledged calculus lesson. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Well, because you are having to serve sort of two masters here artistically. You have to – the math has to be right. Or the history. or the hi- Well, the three maybe, yeah. math, the history, but you also have an audience.
1: Yeah, and they're they're the most important master, really. Um, And so, yeah, so that was sort of a a little bit of a tricky line to walk. In my conception, I I wanted to use uh, projection so that everything Leibniz writes while he's sort of showing Caroline would get projected and you would have the visual, which makes it so much easier for people to follow. Uh, We couldn't get that in this sort of limited space of 404, but Esteban, uh, our director, uh, Esteban Aravalo Ibáñez. Uh, he came up with the idea of of using sort of sidewalk chalk and then drawing it on the big uh, concrete black wall of the back wall of the theater, and Good, so nice. to, get it, yeah. to get it as large as well. We you possibly even had the could.
2: grid from the bricks, the cinder blocks. Yeah, he, and, he, and he incorporated
1: the grid from the cinder blocks, right? Yeah. And I, and I thought that was really uh, ingenious and and really effective because I, I don't without any visual component, that text is just going to sort of fall flat. I think.
0: And then of course there is the other element here is that you're. Taking your father's original work and trying to to do I don't know, justice or or to make it shine and 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 make yourself proud in his eyes, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was part of it, and um, yeah, I don't. It's it's so different from he 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 as a professor. And I had to sort of fight against this, the urge to get in everything. There's so much sort of interesting stuff. Newton was master of the mint Mm -hmm. and actually presided over guys that were, like, found guilty of coin clippings. He went to every execution and was sort of – that's like this whole – but you can't fit in everything, you know. And I think that's sort of what happened to his play a little bit. And uh, so you have to make choices. There were a lot of really interesting things about both Leibniz and Newton that I couldn't get in.
0: What happens to the play now?
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to take what I learned, and I I learned quite a bit from watching it myself, what parts worked, what didn't, the audience feedback, uh, discussions like this one, um, and I'm going to sort of tune it up um, and try to make a better draft of it, and then I just start submitting it. I mean, my ideal scenario would be something like uh, the Timeline Theater in Chicago, which produces a lot of uh, historical plays but i 'm hoping that it, it can find a home uh, in some sort of regional or college theater setting uh, i 'm you know i think it's I think it 's a play that has a future so it 's great yeah. Uh,
0: has your dad seen it
1: he has He came up from Raleigh and oh, saw cool. the oh they weren 't going to miss it. They stayed right in the Dixon Street inn and made sort of a weekend out of it. My dad's actually from Arkansas. Oh. I'm, I'm from North Carolina, but he's from uh, Moralton.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I have some relatives here in the area. Really? They came up and uh, made a made a sort of weekend of it. And it was uh, it was a real thrill for him. So and there's it was at least a thrill two. for me too.
2: There's a John Stallings, who's a very famous mathematician, is also from Moralton. So I hmm. guess it's cranking them out.
1: I guess so.
0: The devil dogs, you know. <laughs> the devil dogs, that's yes, right. Yes, wow. devil dogs. Wow,
1: yes. that is uh, a <laughs> good breadth of knowledge there. <laughs>
0: or something. <laughs> uh, and when, when are you done here?
1: Uh, I am midway through my, the second year of a three-year program, so I'm just about at the halfway uh, point. Thank you both so much. Thank you,
2: Carl, and I guess I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Right, have fun at the Gathering for Gardener. Right, at Math Factor. There you go.